Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Reporter. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco, and these are the California headlines we're following. The San Francisco Board of Supervisors voted yesterday afternoon to pass a resolution calling for a ceasefire in Gaza, where more than 22,000 Palestinians have been killed in the Israel operation following a Hamas attack in October. The resolution condemns Hamas as well as the Israeli government. Hundreds of people have shown up at City Hall this week to call for a ceasefire, the release of all hostages, and humanitarian aid to Gaza. Here's healthcare worker Bridget Rochios. I'm here today for the 50,000 pregnant people in Gaza who do not have access to health care, who do not have anesthesia for C-sections, who do not have NICU support for their newborns. San Francisco joins Oakland, Richmond, and Long Beach in calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. And Governor Gavin Newsom is expected to release the state's spending plan a little later this morning. We know there will be a $68 billion shortfall. And as we hear from the California Report's Billy Cruz, the chair of the Assembly Budget Committee says it's time to tap into our savings account. Southern California Democrat Jesse Gabriel says California has been putting money in reserves for times like this. Folks have a savings account and save money for a challenging moment for a rainy day. Well, we've been doing that as a state. Now that the rainy day is here, we have the ability to rely on that. And that's going to help to relieve some of the pressure and help protect some of these programs. So rather than slashing services or cutting programs, we're going to have the option to look at the reserves as a way to address these challenges. It's unclear whether Governor Newsom will dip into that savings account, which has a balance of $24 billion. But in a report released last month, the nonpartisan state legislative analyst recommended doing exactly that. Nevertheless, Assemblymember Gabriel says the budget will likely include spending cuts for schools and other programs the state funds. The state budget will be revised in May and enacted by summer. For the California Report, I'm Billy Cruz. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. 
And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Here's a question on the minds of a lot of Californians. If we're spending tens of billions of dollars fighting homelessness, why isn't the problem getting better? Well, KCRW reporter Anna Scott covers housing and homelessness, and part of her job is to follow all that money. That's exactly what she did for a recent investigation that looks into one major recipient of Governor Gavin Newsom's Home Key program. That's his administration's big effort to turn buildings like hotels and motels into low-income housing, which has cost more than $3 billion since it launched in 2020. Hi, Anna. Hi. So tell us exactly what you've been looking into. I've been looking into one Los Angeles-based real estate developer called Shangri-La Industries, which, as you just said, has gotten a lot of state money through HomeKey to turn motels into homeless housing. Altogether, they've received more than $114 million for seven projects that are scattered through Monterey, Ventura, and San Bernardino counties. But... Instead of creating hundreds of apartments with this money for some of California's neediest tenants, Shangri-La instead has left behind a trail of lawsuits and unpaid debts and unfinished projects and buildings now facing foreclosure or even, in a few cases, in receivership. So I wanted to find out how a company that got so much home key money and was even touted as a leader in the program ended up in what looks like financial ruin. Wow, 114 million taxpayer dollars and not much to show for it. So where's the money? Well, it is not entirely clear. The owner and CEO of Shangri-La, Andy Myers, spoke to me and said that he simply got hammered by things like rising interest rates and budget overruns and unexpected taxes that he blames on the state being disorganized. However, court documents paint a very different picture. And there's one thing that you need to understand to comprehend this whole situation. It's not just about taxpayer dollars. So on top of the home key money, Shangri-La also took out private loans to renovate these buildings and then failed to pay those loans back. So in one of those cases, lawyers for a lender have accused Myers and his colleagues of playing fast and loose with borrowed funds and with home key dollars by spending the money where they weren't supposed to spend it. Myers denies that, but there is no denying that his company is in major financial trouble now on all these buildings. And what happens to all these buildings now? Can the state get its home key money back? The state says it's investigating the situation right now. City and county officials where these projects are, as well as Shangri-La's owner, Myers, and Shangri-La's nonprofit partner, Step Up on Second, all say they're committed to seeing these buildings become affordable housing as planned but it could end up costing a lot more and taking a lot longer than anyone expected. In the meantime, only three of the seven buildings have people living in them at this point. The others are unfinished and seem at least temporarily stalled. 
HomeKey was meant to create cheaper housing and do it more efficiently than building new, ground-up apartments. That hasn't happened. So what does the Shangri-La saga tell us about this program? Well, it raises some big questions about how closely the state is overseeing HomeKey and other programs like it, and whether Californians really are getting the best bang for their buck when it comes to homelessness spending. And does this call into question how the state is vetting these companies for these kinds of programs? I think it does. Shangri-La and its nonprofit partner, Step Up on Second, have a track record, which includes a very troubled project here in Los Angeles that I reported on back in 2020. So this is not completely out of the blue and I think does raise that question. Anna, thank you so much for your time and your reporting. Thank you. That was KCRW's Anna Scott on The Housing Beat. You can read the full story at kcrw.com. California Attorney General Rob Bonta has filed a lawsuit this week against Shangri-La. The suit alleges the company breached its obligations under agreements with the Home Key program. The state also claims Shangri-La misrepresented itself financially. And that is the California Report for Wednesday, January 10th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from the California Healthcare Foundation. Listening to Black Californians, a new study on how the healthcare system undermines the pursuit of good health. On the web at chcf.org lbca. Monterey Bay Aquarium, inspiring conservation of the ocean through amazing live exhibits and global action to protect the ocean from plastic pollution, climate change, and overfishing. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy works to create a cleaner, healthier, more secure world for all. On the web at theschmidt.org. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Dirfetah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading!